If you like to listen to Ska, then you better tune in. We got all the rancid you could want, so give us a spin. Laughing and potting, telling stories that may be true, seek it to our process is never knowing when we're through. Black mics, white comps, dark thoughts, checkered past, yeah, it's time for Heptember. <laughs> What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Pass, the Scodcast with Celine and Rob, the show where a Roots Radicooli ranks and a listed SKA explore the history and impact of a different band each episode, hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob, King of Ska, and this is my sister and co-host, Celine <laughs> Timebomb. Every time you say it, you did rancid stuff. <laughs> In the last episode we recorded, too, yeah, nope. it's all rancid stuff. New. Which you will hear next, next week, because <laughs> we recorded this out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> the whole damn system's out of order. And here for today's pre-show is Engineer Joey Bastard. Hi. That's, that's fun to say. That's funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's not untrue. Rob King of Ska and my sister and co-host, Lynn Timebomb. Uh, Celine, what was the, Celine Freeman? G. Celine McCall. Oh, not Celine Freeman? <laughs> no. Yeah, you could be the Celine Freeman. Yeah, like Robert Freeman Celine on the land. Celine Matt. Celine Matt. What's wrong with that? Celine Brett Reed. Yeah, well, that sounds nice. That's a nice ring to Celine Matt. This is my sister and co-host, Celine Matt. <laughs> Actually, I kind of like it. Celine Matt is very funny. Uh, this is loopy stuff. All right. <laughs> We should tarry no further. This is going to be a jam-packed episode, and I'd like to uh, make it not <laughs> be too much for our, our poor listener. This is Heptember. You don't know all month the financial of position of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> all September long, we're going to be doing a March Madness-style bracket to pit 23 rancid ska songs against each other in head-to-head battle to determine once and for all the greatest rancid ska song of all time. Definitive. Thanks for everyone who voted their predictions. Uh, as of the release of this episode, you would still have time to get your predictions in at challenge.com slash heptember. The matchups are seeded based on chronological order, so earlier songs have a more favorable placement than uh, the newer songs. And here's how it's going to work. So today is going to be the pre-show. And for the pre-show, we're going to be doing a history of Rancid and all their side projects from Operation Ivy to the present. So we can cover okay. as much ground, set as the baseline for all of the ska rancid talk we're going to be doing over the next four weeks. Uh, so round one next week, it'll be just the crew doing the, the eliminations. Then we'll have guests for round two, three, and the finals. So who is rancid, you may ask? Huh? Who, who is that? they? What? They are a punk rock band formed out of the ashes of Operation Ivy and other Bay Area punk and ska bands. They were formed to be a focus on the members' street punk and oi influences and embrace their love of The Clash. Uh, after squirreling around with the Berkeley label Lookout for a while, they signed with burgeoning punk label and fret, uh, friend Brett of Bad Religion's Epitaph to release the bulk of their albums. 
After flirting with major labels, they stuck with their guns and released And Out Come the Wolves on Epitaph to widespread critical acclaim and gold record status in 95. The second single, Time Bomb, arguably kicked off third wave ska on the radio and began the band's multiple flirtations with ska music for years to come. The band would continue to have huge success, being one of the biggest selling punk acts, and in 2003 would release the major label-backed Indestructible, being the band's biggest album ever, peaking at 15 on the Billboard and cementing the band's legacy forever, further launching the members to rock star status, which they maintain to this day. And the members are Tim Armstrong, guitar vocals, Lars Fredrickson, guitar and vocals, Matt Freeman, bass and vocals, Brett Reed on the drums, and then later, Brandon Steinekart would take over the drum duty from Brett. So we talked about Operation Ivy a little bit. Let's just uh, just to set the stage of where we left off uh, in the Operation Ivy episode we did. So you can go back and listen to that if you want a little first pre guested episode. Our first guested episode. Beer crushing. We're not gonna the beer crushing <laughs> ev- event. Event of the um, century. And uh, this is this featured Tim and Matt. Uh, who, uh, on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we had Tim and Matt as guests. <laughs> go back beers. and go go back and listen to it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's just listen to it. I pick Bank Shot just because I love it. And also, Tim's the vocalist, yeah. <laughs> technically. <laughs> it's still a great song. Oh, yeah. I love this song. Bank Shot. Oh, listen to Tim and his great vocals. Yeah. <laughs> How is he both the fifth man and also one of the four men in the band? <laughs> nice. Hi, hi, hi. Is he saying hep or is it a hey? I don't know. It might be a hep. Might be a, might be a hep. Might be a hey. He's at the farm. Hard to tell with Tim. Your horses? He's at, yeah. So you say to kids, right? Yeah. Hey, he's at the farm. Yeah, well, so, that's what you say to kids, yeah. I've heard you. <laughs> that's a fun song. Yeah, Bank Shot's great. And so that's in 1989. And so from here, we're just going to make our way through the years to the present day. So what does Matt and Tim do next? They form a band called The Dance Hall Crashers. Uh, it was supposed to be just a side project to make old school ska, to do like first wave, like traditional ska. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they brought in a lot of local members and they kind of quit like right away, basically right away. They quit. Oh, so they started the band and then they pieced out. They pieced out so fast. They didn't even play a show. (laughs) Uh, they wrote three songs. Uh, but, uh, so if you actually go on the dancehall crashers old record or their first album that they had on moon, um, they, Tim Armstrong and Matt Freeman still have writing credits on their songs. So, Hey, why don't we play one of those songs? This is a Tim Armstrong penned song called DHC by the Dancehall Crashers. It almost sounds like the intro to like a Cats song. <laughs> it honestly sounds Cats-like. <laughs> I can't tell if it's Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> Yeah, it's Mr. Mistopoulos. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you sing over top of it? Um, see if it works. Ever, 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 
See, it's, That's not it's bad. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. We all like God that. I love when a band sings a song with their own band name in it. Uh, what's yeah. The, what's the gentle crusher lady doing? The two she of them? Just, oh. One of them just put out a song yeah. with... Who was that now? That's why I'm thinking of it. There's it was two literally of them, just on Twitter. I just yeah. saw it. Oh, oh. Uh, Mike Park. Oh yeah, yes. on that That's wave, wave breaker too. Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, one so of fun. one of the crashers. Yeah, yeah, they're not very old school sounding. Uh, they but they went on to do their own thing. If you haven't heard the dancehall crashers the third before, wave pretty hard. Yeah, but they're like Lockjaw. The album is like perfect. It's Mar- like the most perfect. Mark Hoppus loved them so much he dropped their name in a song. It's true. He what did like. What was them. the context? What song? Uh, in uh, jo- Josie the. Song about like having a cool girlfriend or whatever. Blink one eighty two. Blink one eighty two. You're says, asking. You're, you mentioned he that says that's common knowledge. She likes UL and DHC, see, which oh, is unwritten, unwritten law, law and, and dancehall dance crashers. crashers. That's true. I didn't know that. Yeah. And the dancehall crashers are featured in Biodome. Oh, fun! Boom. I love Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> I love they are li- they're listening to Lost again in the car before oh. they go to the Biodome. Fun. Polly Short likes ska. I'm sure. Purple sticky punch. <laughs> That's what he calls ska. <laughs> That's what he calls weed. Oh yeah. Uh, Same thing. <laughs> yeah. So. That's that's a blip in the history because the next band they form is called Downfall, which is basically Operation Ivy without Jesse. Uh, it's Tim on vocals, Matt Freeman on bass, Dave Mello on the drums, Dave's brother on the guitar. Uh, Isn't his Dave's brother the guy who played sax or something? One of them. <laughs> could have been that sounds like a yeah that sounds right yeah isn't maybe that what does, eric said back in the and day th- maybe dave's has multiple brothers that play different instruments but oh maybe now, yeah or well, it's the same be. one went on to play guitar in downfall i mean it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me that someone who can play sax could play guitar to be honest yeah I'm actually there are lots right. of people Say who do like that horn boy uh horn person <laughs> the band horn uh horn. This band Downfall broke up in 94 without ever releasing a full length. They actually had one put together, but they ditched it uh, because in the end, Rancid became kind of the bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't, they thought Downfall, uh, they'll put, put aside. There were a bunch of singles released. And then apparently um, it was supposed to come out on Lookout, got delayed. Brett Gerwitz stepped in and actually like remixed the whole thing to make it sound good. But then he shelved it. But then somebody... At the lookout state uh, area, somebody in the lookout sphere, they found the demo and just stu- stuck that on the internet. So oh. I pulled one of this. Ooh, I just almost <laughs> hit myself. Uh, one of the songs here is called The Storm, and this is by Downfall from their demo. Cool. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> Sounds like a demo. It's a demo. Yeah. That's a demo. I didn't say all of this is going to be the best produced thing you've ever heard. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I shouldn't have opened with that. You can tell they're it, ripping hard, but... Oh, this sounds it, like it it'd sound, be a great song. Yeah, it sounds like like exactly right in between Op Ivy and Rancid. Yeah. This you sounds kind of sweet, even yeah. though it sounds like shit. Yeah. Like, it actually is a good song. Yeah, this is pretty rad. This is rad. I think the chorus is sick too, if I remember. 
Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, Downfall could have been sick, actually. That probably would have been... Like, but I'm glad we got rancid, I guess, but Downfall would have been... Downfall would have been cool. Would have been yeah. cool. Yeah, we're almost due for a downfall reunion, aren't we? Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> like, they could almost like off Ivy, or or they could almost <laughs> just do like a pop, like a, pop Ivy <laughs> up. <laughs> Sorry, pop up Ivy. I was gonna say they could almost Rancid could almost just do an EP where they like, they just re-record, do re-record the whole downfall, downfall thing. thing. That'd be pretty cool. Something I'd be like into that. that. Yeah, Tim, I know you're listening. <laughs> Uh, Kevin's listening. So, <laughs> the minion, the minion, <laughs> and Stuart and Bob. Uh, Kevin is also a minion in a way. Uh, <laughs> slam. So slam. Slam pig. Have you ever heard of a band called MDC? Millions More. of ducks. Millions of being dead. Cops. Cops, yeah. Ooh, MDC. Actually, they yeah. they had a thing, though, where... They, they were, changed it yeah, every they album. Yeah. all the time. ACAD. And as we all know from... All cops are dead. Yeah. That's... I won't... ACAD. Don't... Hopefully nobody's listening. Look at my Google Home. Oh, wow, I just said millions of dead cops. <laughs> <laughs> I but I said okay. all of them. Oh, so much more cops. <laughs> so many more dead cops than just millions of them. Uh, <laughs> they, uh... So... Uh, they're a radical left band from Austin, Texas. Uh, really influential. Bands like Leftover Crack, Days and Days, anything that's in that kind of a vein really looks up to millions of dead cops. In fact, on the Leftover Crack split, the MDC vocalist comes on to do a thing like, did you know there's an excess of pigs in the world? Like, they do a whole <laughs> thing. Um, and in 1992, they had a whole bunch of lineup changes and needed a new bassist, so they brought in Matt, Matt Freeman. Freeman. To play bass on one of their albums. And this is a song from that album. The album's called Hey Cop If I Had a Face Like Yours. <laughs> and the song's called Beat Somebody Up. Is that yeah. a compliment? Yeah. No, they, he's like <laughs> they're not known for their subtlety. I'll just put that out there. Maybe he thought the cop was really beautiful. <laughs> like, oh, if I just had a face like yours. <laughs> They called Matt Freeman because West Portland was busy. <laughs> he might have been around. He's not a bass player, though. Oh, yeah. I always think he plays the bass. No, but it's just that random average guy that plays, plays get the fiddle. bass. You don't play it. This is a punk song. Yep. yep. And Matt Freeman is playing the, the, the bass fiddle. That's a punk song. That's a punk song. And yeah. It's a it's punk as fuck. Yeah. 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 Good song. I mean, I don't feel like he was really flexing his yeah, that didn't fa- muscles. That's just like I had and I've, I've I've may have talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to have this thing about um uh so Patty Smith reissued that uh, her debut at one point brought on a, a whole bunch of like crazy guest musicians to re-record a bunch of songs okay. and flea was on uh on it mm-hmm. some guy at my work uh when i was at hmv was so excited and he's like oh flea is playing on this patty smith song and i listened to it and i'm like so and he's like well, well it's flea and it's awesome and he's playing with patty smith like 
you know, paying homage to his influences. And I'm like, yeah, but it could literally be anybody because this has They're the least exciting straight baseline. Yeah, it could yeah. least exciting baseline on the planet. Like, I don't care that it's yeah, Flea. Yeah, but it's He's flea. like, oh, you want him to like slap the base all over the place? I'm like, yeah, because he's Flea. <laughs> That's like, what he like what I want when you tell me Flea's in a song. I don't want him to just sit there and play like eight notes. <laughs> like, come so on, So why man. is Matt Freeman such a wily bass player? I think just because he's very good. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like his bass playing is very noted and noticeable. He says it's his really teacher. Made. Who's his teacher? I don't know. He just said he had a really great God? bass play teacher <laughs> who was like kind of <laughs> tough on him. A lot of tough love from his bass teacher. Okay, because he's be like a, a crazy, crazy bass player. Bass I don't yeah. really notice Wild. bass playing in general and yeah. like that his bass playing is yeah, he's, bananas. He's, yeah. he's up there. When I saw them, when I saw Rancid play for the first time at like a Warped Tour or whatever, he'd like, you know, goes to the front of the stage for the Maximal Murder solo or whatever. Yeah. And he, like, they quadruple the length of the solo and he just gives her. And yeah. and he, like, doesn't even look like he's working. And it's, like, live yeah. speed, so it's faster than record speed. And he's just fucking soloing. It's incredible. He's I can't play four bars player. of that fucking solo without, like, cramping my goddamn hand up. Like, and then he's just, like, whatever. Like, yeah. singers are just going. Yeah, totally effortless. And he plays with a, and he plays with a pick and he's just, like, just, like, everything's, like, a blur. Yeah. What um, <laughs> is it mostly Tim for songwriting? Tim and Lars. And yeah, Lars. Tim and Lars. They're, are pretty, they're pretty 50 50. Yeah. They're pretty 50 50. Yeah. yeah. Do you Depends. think they ever had <laughs> tension? Maybe. I mean, maybe, but also like, like this whole episode is about their various side projects. Right. So yeah. I feel like if they were ever in a situation where they were like, didn't really want to write with one another. Lars would just go off and write a bastards record or yeah. Tim would yeah. go off and do a they Tim had enough time other things thing. going on that it didn't yeah. all have yeah. to be in one band. And, and maybe that's why I, they stayed together. I think so. Yeah. And I think as we get into it, we'll, we'll yeah. see how their paths have diverged. Anyways, Cause just curious. I have a few rancid songs I queued up like that are just like punk rancid songs. So we kind of know what they're all about at this, this time. So the first one I have is from their album. Let's go. So rancid we'll just say was formed in 91 while downfall was still a band. Um, because uh, Matt had convinced him he needed another band because he was recovering from alcoholism. So uh, he just needed something to do other than drink? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so yeah. they, they put out an, a self-titled album that got a pretty good following. They needed a second guitarist, so they asked Lars Fredrickson of the UK, who was touring with UK subs at the time. He said no. So they asked Billy Joe Armstrong, mm-hmm. who said yes, and wrote guess, a song man. with them. Yep. And then said, wait a second, Green Day is about to be the biggest band in the whole world, <laughs> so I'm not going to be your guitar player. They went back to Lars, and Lars finally said yes. Mm. So that's what happened during Let's Go. Um, it was released the it same been year. It too confusing to have two different Armstrongs. Save that. The same band. Uh, there's, in 94, <laughs> like, we're not brothers, or this, <laughs> we're not cousins. In, in 94, not Let's Go was released at the same year as Smash by Offspring, Stranger Than Fiction, and Dookie. 94 wow. was quite the year. Yeah. And this is a song that the co-wrote, the Billy Joe penned radio, mm. radio, radio, radio. So there's not enough radios. There's it's a bunch a of radios. It's a bunch of radios. It's a great song. Hmm. Anyway, from my, let's say, second favorite Rancid album. Let's go. This, yeah, this is probably like one of the songs that like really got me into Rancid. Mm. I love this. Super catchy. Record. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That bass, <laughs> man. Just the energy, just going. So good. And also the no effects version is very good as well. From the split. Yeah. That split's great. 
Turn it up fucking loud. Celine, when you were talking about um, Matt Freeman's bass playing, I think a big part of what makes him a great bass player is he carries so much of the melody in the band. Yes. Like, like a lot of the time when Tim does his monotone kind of singy mm-hmm. thing, like most of the melody is carried by Matt maybe, playing the bass, yeah, right? Maybe that's why like kind of the monotone thing doesn't bug me as much. Yeah, possibly. With Tim. So in the following year, the band released An Outcome of the Wolves, which we talked about at the, in the intro. And I mean, we'll hear so many friggin' songs off of that record once we get into the rounds. Uh, but if if you've never heard Rancid before, <laughs> again, <laughs> this is probably the song uh, that most people hear first. Uh, it's called Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. This may I, have and been like, this a isn't a bad song, but it's been ruined. Yeah, this song is it's a real little our played, house. Yeah. yeah. This might be their our house. Actually, I would one hundred percent. fucking good song though <laughs> like yeah I, I agree overplayed just personally because of my life and yeah. the people who listen to Rancid but like god damn this is a good song it's pretty bubblegum yeah like, it's pretty poppy yeah the biggest difference between Outcome the Wolves and Let's Go is that sense of pop yeah for sure, for sure. Big, biggest difference yeah and then we're gonna get into the year 2000 when they oh. we were skipping life won't wait <laughs> i don't usually skip li- i wouldn't skip life won't wait but it's mostly reggae and scott we'll talk the shit out of life won't wait songs uh but in 2000 they issued rancid 2000 which or is rancid five or rent or, or black whatever. or the black album whatever you want to call scully, it scully scully boy album uh why does it have so in, many names entirely Cause punk because it doesn't have a name but it's their oh. second self-titled yeah oh yeah. it's an entirely hardcore punk album if you ask any uh quote unquote real punks this is the, the only punk album that rancid did <laughs> right. or the only one they listened to right. it is very good they're yeah, not wrong fucking it's it is like incredible Twenty thousand yeah. tracks and every goddamn one of them rips it's yeah. so good uh and this is i just I really could have just thrown a dart at the album and you would get kind of a good idea. So I picked Disgruntled. Did you edit it at all or yes. is it just the whole uh, song? No, I can't remember if I edited it because <laughs> it's, I think, a minute and a half. Pretty short, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I put here, they rip like thunder. This is a Lars album yeah. for sure. This oh, is for right sure. up Very his alley. Lars-y. Yeah. yeah. So fast. This is street punk. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is like more hardcore, I would yeah, say. Yeah, hardcore. Like, hardcore. For sure. Almost crusty. A little yeah. crusty. This is like yeah. almost crusty punk. And this is a very good choice because it's very representative of the yeah. whole record. Yeah, it's, sure. it's not very, song, it's not catchy. Yeah, that's a very good song. They're not catchy. They're just like yeah, barely a good. hook. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 all that pop sensibility that they slammed into Outcome the Wolves, yeah. they went way more reggae mm-hmm. on the next record and then they just threw it all out the window for this record and yeah. then they came back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good listen. It's worth checking out. So if you're following along from 93 until 2000, there were no side projects. So this was a, a purely rancid affair in the late 90s. And why not? They were just blowing up like crazy. Yeah. And, and they, they had never seen it. anything like it. Yeah. Uh, 
but that changes around 2001 when the first uh, the the first side project breaks through, and the first person to do that is Lars Fredrickson, uh, who slapped together a band called the Bastards. Uh, that's just some people he knows because he knows people. Uh, Tim Armstrong produced it and put it on the, on his Hellcat label, which we'll talk about a bunch. So Tim Armstrong has a street punk trad ska psychobilly label called Hellcat, and I mean basically anything he puts his name to will usually go out on that with some exceptions. Um, but this is basically Lars kind of really honing in on his oi street punk stuff. And so from the debut, this is army of zombies. The first bastard's record is good. I think it's yeah, good. I like the first I listened to a lot. The second one, eh, not as, not up to speed, but this is pretty good. This, yeah, this album is really kind of a throwback to his UK bombs. Yeah, he passed for sure. UK subs. UK subs passed yep. for sure. So. UK subs, US bombs. Yeah, US bombs. Dang it. <laughs> Mix them up. But yeah, very, it's, yeah. it's similar in sound for yeah. sure. Subhumans UK, subhumans Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so many. All that uh, stuff. Very, sk- very skateboardy. Yeah, it's worth the skateboard. Yeah, it's. I, I was going to pick the Billy Bragg cover because that's the one that everyone likes, the Tavern Have Not, but. Yeah. I'm just trying to avoid covers. If I, can yeah. I mean, it. that wasn't the most exciting song, to be honest. It's not for it everybody. Yeah. It's like it's definitely like Lars's side projects are definitely a for him thing. Like he's like, this is yeah. the kind of music I like, and I'm just gonna play it. It's very unpretentious, which That's is very fair. Which is fair, and also having a an already big band and a friend with a record label, like yeah. why not? Yeah, he <laughs> he know? definitely had less rock star aspirations, but he was cool to like ride it. Yes, and, and use it for like good, I guess. Yeah. Um, so there's a band called The Used who broke into the mainstream with their Relatable. 2002 debut that hit Screamo, the Screamo wave like a surfer in Bondi Beach. <laughs> with Burt McCracken at the helm, they, st- uh, they popped out several high-profile singles, headline tours, plum spots on the Warp Tour. This, uh... <laughs> This album was produced by podcast frenemy Feldy. <laughs> it had a huge widescreen. I, I really went for it when I wrote this. It had a huge widescreen appeal and made it palatable to the mainstream audience, even with all the screams. Oh, and uh, drummer Brendan Steinkart would eventually join Rancid. So this is the single, Taste of Ink. This is a pretty decent song. So, so I just want to really put a pin in the day, right? Because... 2002, Lars Fredrickson was doing his thing, and Rancid 2000 had just come out. This is what their future drummer was doing at the same yeah. time. Kind of interesting to know, right? This is what was on the radio yeah. in this time, for sure. I didn't mind the use. Remember the song? Pretty decent band. Yeah, I know this song. Yeah. Right? yeah. Box full of I didn't know objects. this had anything to do with Rancid. Yeah, the drummer. Like, I remember the song coming out. This is a pretty poppy song. Yeah. Yeah. 
mind you, the used had some like pretty gnarly, way more screamo-y songs. Yeah, too, so. this is that, that was a this radio is the song radio sure. song. Very normal for a screamo band to have like their pop song, and then you would get the album, and everything else is like pure way scre- harder, way yeah. screamier. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, way more dark. That's how they yeah. got you. I could see a lot of people you. hating that song. Um, and then of course, so no, Lar- it's fine. So Lars was doing the bastards. The use was happening. What was Tim doing, you ask? Well, I know it was doing. time for his first solo project. He hooked up with Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker and his roadie, Skinhead Rob. Oh, yeah. And formed, their, like, for what? And formed what would be <laughs> called, what I'm, I'm going to say, is, and I'm not going out of my way to say this, a vanity project <laughs> called <laughs> The Transplants, uh, <laughs> which is a hip-hop punk hybrid. That this is very loved or hated. If you never heard the transplants mm-hmm. before, oh, you'll either love something. this or or you'll hate this. This for you sure. Hate, like, but it's so screamy the, the rapping. The this had the craziest group of <laughs> guest well. spots, including Brody, Brody Doll, of course, yeah. at the time that makes sense. Vic Ruggiero, Davy Havoc, Funk Dubious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is wild. So let's listen to Diamonds and Guns. This was the single, and I remember being just like sweet blown away when this came out on the radio. Car commercials left, right, and center. Car, oh, yeah. car commercials. It's a vibe. It's a fucking vibe. Yes. I'm sorry. Oh, oh vibe slap. He rhymes fun with heron, with heroin. Yeah, but heron, heron. not heroin. Yeah. I'd say this is not his best lyrics. Harry <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gums. Yeah. In fact, we all die. <laughs> Rob and I listen to this a lot, I think. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a minute, but when it came out, I listened to the transplants like fucking pretty nonstop. Me too. (laughs) Unreal how much of an impact it had in my life. Just a man. It's a wicked world we live in. Anyway, that's the transplants. As and. As I had mentioned to Joey, uh, we talk about this on that's the next episode. That's a fucking sick song. I'm sorry. I it's think good. that's a great song. Yeah. The, this is Travis Barker's first foray into hip-hop. This, best this. Foray <laughs> yeah, that's wild. And he would go on to drum, like, session drum and produce, like, hip-hop records. That'd be his whole deal. Um, for kind like, of still is. Still is to this has, day. Um, it's just one of those days energy. <laughs> like he has very like 14 year old boy. Just like everything's fucked and everything sucks. Skinhead Fred. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those days. Um, the anyway. world we live in. It's a wicked. As he said, it's a wicked world we, we live, live in. Woo <laughs> woo. That's fine. That's the a great song. That hook is unreal. Um, it's a good, so it's a gooder. So in 2003, an, a little album came out called Indestructible. So this is what Rancid was doing. So we had the Bastards, we had the Used, Transplants, Indestructible. I would say this is probably the biggest 12 months of these people's career in terms yeah, of like how much in fact how much like output they had. They were pro- this is them at the height of their powers. I would say they hit the big time with this. They signed a distribution deal with Warner. Put the album out 
through Hellcat, technically. Uh, oh, so it was technically out on Hellcat, but distributed by, by Warner. Warner. Yeah, ah, but which okay. was much to people's chagrin. Yeah. Uh, it, that, it's that, that's it's curious, produced by though, Bread. Because, yeah, because you... Yeah. I didn't know exactly what the deal yeah. was, but you kept saying that it was kind of major label backed. But I was like, but didn't I don't ever remember yeah. them being on like a major, technically Br- on a major label. Brett that, that was produced. Sense. It's on Hellcat, but yeah. it got a widespread, uh, widespread distribution. Right. Um, it's probably like the best, like whatever compromise they could come up with considering they've been courted by uh, major labels like the whole time. Right? Yeah. For so. like Skinhead Rob must years. be so tired after a production. <laughs> <laughs> Like, cause you know how like there's like techniques for like metal screaming. There's no technique for like <laughs> just, ah, like, just tight at diaphragm the, like, just, the entire like, time. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he's just like yelling. <laughs> hey, it's a wicked world we live in. <laughs> so Ranson wrote a bunch of songs with a pop audience in mind, noting the trends of punk at the time, and several about Tim's headline smearing divorce with Brody. Uh, it was an Absolutely calculated move and a smash hit one at that, making it their best-selling charting album of all time. Fun side note, and I think this is worth noting, Rancid used their success to headline tours with their label mates and signed bands. So this is their biggest album. They toured with F-, Tiger Army, and Roger Murray and the Disaster. Hell yeah, they did. Yeah, that's sick. They actually like that's, they that's elevated. That's what a huge band should do. To, is elevate yes. the bands that they want to support. 100%. F- that's, that's a that's a crack rock, crack rock steady adjacent yeah, group. Yeah, F minus was them. not a radio friendly yeah, band. That's that's wild. So awesome. I think that's great. Yeah. So this is the big single. This is the Rancid's biggest single, if not Ruby Soho. This is the biggest one. Fall back down. What pop star covered this song? Do you remember? No. <sighs> Fall back. I'm curious what they thought of this song after they made it. Probably thought this is awesome. We're gonna make a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think exactly, exactly what they thought. It's an okay song. You know what I mean? yeah, it's good. My it's enemy's good. coffee oh. or my enemy's coffin. Coffee. Coffee. Lights. Coffee. Lights covered this out. This song. Really? Yeah. Gangcon. Yeah. Oh, Brody got some money. Apparently. Good. When you get groomed, you should get... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can agree with that. Well, that's... Disaster to learn a lesson, you guys. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll finish off the pre-show. Here we go. Welcome back to Checkered Past. Celine, Rob, and Joey here. We're doing the Heptember Rancid pre-show where we're going through all of Rancid side projects and uh, whatever dalliances they're up to during the time. Uh, we just went through uh, the Indestructible album. And so we went from pre-Rancid's The Biggest Band in the World to post-Rancid's The Biggest Band in the World. And trust me, we're going to prove it with this next one. Uh, so the transplants and indestructible gave Tim Armstrong an immense amount of mainstream clout, <laughs> which he expertly, <laughs> yeah, and and clout, and he expertly yeah. leveraged it to get a pop producer job with an established pop star. Ooh. Taking a B side <gasps> from Rancid, he tooled it into a pop song that hit number two in Canada, 
and earned the pop star <laughs> and Tim a this Grammy Award. Sky Sweet Bam? Let's play it. This, uh, <laughs> this is the song. <laughs> Honestly, she came into Mars and Venus. I told this she's beautiful in person. Oh, this isn't Sky Sweet Bam. What is this? <laughs> What is this? Give a guess. <laughs> I, I can't I'm remember the name of the artist. I'm trouble now. Oh, is this Pink? I'm yeah. Now. It's oh, yeah. exclamation mark. <laughs> trouble. I'm She's trouble. Uh, yeah. Me too, Armstronger boys. Wow. It is a rancid song. Oh, they that's have a, funny. It, they took a B-side and they... Yeah, if you people. just slur it and sing it like this, it oh, totally him and Corey were probably buds. I mean, maybe. Little little organ in the back too. Yeah. Yeah. That's this funny. could have been on Indestructible. Yeah, that's wild. Wow, I, well, that's yeah. crazy, actually. I never noticed that ever on this. And it would go on, and he of course would produce Sky Sweetnam, Fifi Dobson. Why don't you have that song's good? The uh, Sky Sweetnam, like the Super Ska one, the one with him. Oh, so uh, in 2007, <laughs> it was the 10 year anniversary of the Summer of Ska. It's a great year of Ska comebacks, and Tim was no exception. Oh so yeah. Uh, and he hooked up with Hellcat Trad Ska <laughs> Heartthrobs, the Agrolites to completely back yeah, him on a strictly boss reggae roots as fuck album called A Poet's Life. The single Into Action featured another of Tim's <sighs> pop collaborators, so Canada's true. Sky Sweetnam on vocals. So good. I can't even with how good. Yeah. It has no right to be as good as it is. A Poet's Life is so good. Like Tim Armstrong's solo yeah, album is is unreal very good. Very good. Yeah. Also, because the Agri Lights are great. But every song is just like perfect. Yeah, Agri Lights are like, a band where I anything they touch is perfect. I think for Tim's me. vocals yeah. with the like high. Yeah, instead of doing that so low. Good. Yeah. The high and the low. so good it's unreal it's so yeah. I remember when this album came out because 2007 is a good ska year there's a lot of like is comeback this Bacon albums. Jamaican? <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know what Tim Armstrong Aiken yeah because yeah. it's, it's not California no it's not it's not New York but is he Jamaican. faking it? That's the real <laughs> question. If he's not faking it, then it just is how he talks. Or yeah, sings. fair. <laughs> like, I mean, the degree to which he does it is clearly intentional, but I think he just does it. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's a fucking good song. Yeah, that's yeah. a good song. But yeah, I was just saying, like, when it's, there's a lot of comeback albums this year, but me, when my band was around, like, we said this was the best. Scott's album. We were like, we couldn't believe how good the year is. We were like, well, Tim Armstrong's solo. Best album of the year. It was untouchable when it came out to us. Yeah. I don't know if I still believe that. I'd have to go and look what came out that year. But at the time, it was it was mind blowing. We couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, and it's it's like a hit after hit record. Like there's very few skips on it. And Rancid for us at the time was like a pop band. Right. Right. We were just like, well, Indestructible came out, Rancid's a bunch of pop stars, like yeah. And then Tim Armstrong comes and blows our friggin' minds away, and we're like, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, he's kind of a guy. All right, he's a guy. He's a Scott guy. <laughs> I guess we forgot for a second. He's a Scott guy. <laughs> At Tim Armstrong, do you like Scott? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. 
at Matt Freeman, what are you doing at this time? <laughs> well, funny you should ask. Matt Freeman in the early 2000s formed his own side project. Uh, at the same time that the transplants and the bastards were happening, he wasn't quiet. He was doing his own thing. He just didn't really put out much material. It was called The Devil's Brigade, and oh, it was a yeah. love letter to Rockabilly. Yeah. Uh, it was first just really backed by Rancid, but then eventually he would get his own lineup, and in 2010, they put out an album. Uh, they would still bring back some of his old Rancid fellows for a little folk song called Bridge of Gold. It was a pretty, like, skinheady rockabilly band, though. Yeah. yeah. This is, like, the joeyest song I've ever heard. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is right up my alley, my tin pan alley. <laughs> This is Matt singing. I see why they didn't I, I let him sing. I actually kind of like Ryan, Matt singing, to be honest. Like, his songs on Ransom 2000 are good. But this is not my jam. He's playing a silly Billy bass. I know he is. See, Pop Poor Moi, even at the time, even when I was listening to this music, this wasn't for me. I was like, no. Music that goes along to the beat of a train or is not for me. No. If it's just chugga 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 train hopper music. Not a big Defiance Ohio fan. Except not Never. Oh, yeah. No. That's like train hopper music without it being punk they're they're more punk rock usually like devil's yes, brigade is usually a little that's bit more a softer but yeah. i just that one has all the they're on given the people. boots i believe the devil's brigade. yes they were yeah the ra- the version of devil's brigade that had rancid backing it is on give them the boot um yeah. do you know what's a sick rancid adjacent song what the Necromantics cover of Dead Bodies. Oh, it's so good. And oh, yeah. arguably better. Better, way better. And, it's, and even way with my better. psychobilly yeah. distaste that I've is my own fault, fucking it, holds up. It has this like it does Dead this like bodies. it does this cool like little intro where it's like a little spooky intro. Yeah. And then it just like stops after like thirty seconds, and then Necroman does like a crazy like little bass riff, and then it just like kicks off for the and rest of the fast. song. And it's fast. And it's super fast. And what and album awesome. does that one come from? Rancid 2000, yeah, baby. That's a Rancid 2000 dead song. Bodies, it's a good one. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim Armstrong, uh, in, so between 2005 and 2015, Tim was all about roots reggae. Uh, so much so that he used that mainstream clout that he made as a pop hit maker to get in the producer chair for Jimmy Cliff's album, Rebirth. Jimmy even covered Ruby Soho on the album. Wow, really? Um, that's wild. But... Uh, he also gave a barnstorming cover of The Clash's Guns of Brixton, which was the single, which gave Tim Armstrong his second Grammy Award. Wild. This is Jimmy Cliff covering Guns of Brixton, which is a great song. Jimmy Cliff of Harder when They Come fame. trigger off your gun when the law breaks in how you gonna go shot down on the pavement or waiting on that row you can crush us you can bruise us but you'll have to answer to oh, oh, oh. guns, guns of Brixton. Yeah. Well, the money seems good and your life you like this it is well yeah. I've heard this a lot. Well, Guns of Brixton is a Clash song, yeah. That's a Clash song. Yeah, yeah. 
we literally listened to this on our Clash episode. Sure did. Yeah. And it's a good song. <laughs> this is better. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Okay. I agree. I agree. This Jimmy Cliff cover is yeah, next level. This is yeah. better. The album's great. Uh, very roots reggae. So not very ska, but like if you like roots reggae, the Jimmy Cliff Rebirth album that Tim produced, excellent. Very, Sweet. very good. I've never listened. Um, so what was Rancid doing? <laughs> I guess is the next question. Oh, I won't cover all the three albums that they put out, but they were only putting out an album every like six years. So I decided to grab just the song Honor Is All We Know from the album in 2014 of the same name. Uh, at this time, Brett Reed would have been changed over to Brendan of The Used. Uh, so we would see kind of his drumming style, but he was trying to absolutely emulate Brett Reed. Yeah. He wasn't trying to do his own thing. He was trying to be a Brett Reed. He was imitator. trying to be the yeah. drummer for Rancid. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't call like these three records. They're not earth shattering. They're worth listening to. They're fun. Uh, if you want to kind of get an idea, this is honors all we know with the round table. Everyone gets a verse singing that they were doing in the 2000s. So diplomatic. Yeah. We're all buddies. Kind of a thing. Everyone gets a chance God, to sing. Bass just give it a man. It's always Don't a fun part of listening to a Ransom song. Hold your head up high. When the hard times come, we have the strength to defy. Believe in yourself. Let the owl leave the ball. These lyrics. They <laughs> must say. Yeah, he does do that. Yeah. <laughs> like a little Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Honor is all we know. <laughs> I don't know if I put it in Matt's first because it is great. Yes. Yes. I did it. He is doing it. Matt, his voice is wild. It's like so wild. <laughs> you just like immediately have a Muppet. Wait, wait. Imagine we get like Matt Freeman's like, hey guys. <laughs> we, I love it. I, I am not I here to it's shit so on funny. it at all. I think it's it's amazing. And he's built a career out of it. I just his voice is it's rocks, jarring. It rocks so hard, but it, it, it's again like one of like Danzig. I, I love Danzig, but I can't not make fun of Danzig when I'm listening to Danzig. It's just all I, all I do is make fun of Danzig. Yeah, but know? he rocks. But it's good. You know? from Mars. We don't care. So the bastards broke up, um, and Lars after that would go on to back just a bunch of oi bands in the 2010s. Uh, so one of those is called the old firm casuals. And he also was in a band called Oxley's midnight runners. Uh, so I thought let's check out Oi Lars Fredrickson and see what that's all about. This song's called Perry boys Sorry. because Oi, because Oi, because Hey, from across the pond, Oi. Fred Perry shirts. Oi. I just wish the song was faster. I yeah. think that when I listened to this, I thought it should be faster. 
That's the way I feel about a lot of Oi. Like, Oi doesn't really yeah, do it so for me because it's just so slow, usually. It's mid-tempo. Yeah. It's mid-tempo, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah, mid-tempo is more accurate. That's why I can listen to bands like, I don't know, I know this is adjacent, but like, I like the Briggs. I think the Briggs are fun. A little yeah. more like street, yeah, yeah. street stuff like that. Or swinging udders. Actually, this isn't bad. I don't mind this at all, actually. This is not bad. Oh, this is very, like, shouty. I all can, the like, songs hang, are very... I can ba bang my head. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This yeah. is kind of sweet. Ugh, I'm not one to, like, a skinhead anthem, but this is pretty good. Yeah. And he was doing what in this? Just playing guitar and... Singing. And singing? Oh, okay. Yeah. I wrote some songs. He was so. pretty, like, not Muppety on that, though. That was That Lars. was Lars, oh. not, not Matt <laughs> Freeman. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, Lars and Matt Freeman. Like, I know one sounds like a Muppet and one doesn't, but sometimes it's hard to tell. Lars sounds like he just uh, drank like a pint of acid and like he's trying to choke it out. Yeah. Whereas Matt Freeman uh, has digested the acid. <laughs> <laughs> so and was made by Jim Henson. <laughs> so it was burning Jim's <laughs> poor hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tim Time Bomb. Let's talk about it. 2012, Tim put out a song every day. Really? <laughs> yep. 365 songs? 365. Wow. From October 29th, 2012 to Tim October 29th, 2013. <laughs> That's too much time It was hands. a mix of demos, covers, reworkings, acoustic songs, collaborations, just stuff he had lying around or stuff he was doing. The biggest, the one that it has the most streams, and this is a, a rework of an old just like song that he has, it's called She's Drunk All the Time. This will give you kind of an idea of what he was doing. Yeah. So, some of the songs are like punky. Some of the songs are like acoustic like this. Some of them are ska. Some of them are just like him and another person. And mixed, mixed Melodica? Results. Melodica gang rise up. Oh, no. Harmonica. It? No, it's like harmonica. a fiddle. Harmonica. <laughs> Is it harmonica? No. No, maybe it is melodica. I thought it was a harmonica. A sweet, sweet, it's fiddle. It's like a song he wrote in like the 90s. Like a really yeah. awesome. This is rockabilly lyrics. Yeah. That's a rockabilly lyric. Oh, yeah. This could just easily. This is basically a rockabilly song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's because it's got also the uh, 16 bar blues thing. Yeah. If he just did, my girl likes to drink a whiskey. My girl likes to drink a beer or scotch. Yes, I love my baby. But she's drunk all the time. Let's go. <laughs> you know, the visual is very important. So the, uh, for the patrons, I hope to God you're watching. <laughs> Celine, really go for it. And if you're not a patron, join up so you can watch it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. I had a crooner mic. I slicked back my hair. So in 2018, for the Gilman documentary, Turn It Around, uh... <laughs> The most confusing thing in the world happened, and Billy Joe and Tim Armstrong formed a supergroup. Oh, no. Let's guess what it's called. So confusing. Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even joking. <laughs> guess who also, else is also in the band? Oh, is there a More drummer? Armstrong. Stress Armstrong? Tim's nephew, Ray, and is Billy Joe's son, Joey. Oh, just a couple. Because okay. Joey Armstrong from Swimmers. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that his kids played music, though, because he put out those quarantine songs with yeah. his kids. Yeah. So uh, the song, that they only put out one song so far because it was for this 
for this documentary, and it's called If There Ever Was a Time. And you think maybe this will sound like Green Day meets Rancid, and let's find out. I'm assuming it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, well, right now it does. It kind of does, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no subtlety here. No, it's pretty down it's, the line. This is Green Day and Rancid Ran- Ran- getting together. <laughs> but I feel like the Rancid, like, the Tim Armstrong of it does wipe out. Like, the... The rancid sound is like stronger or something. Like it's, it's like, like 60, a graph. It's like, like a sixty forty like, or something. Yeah, and yeah. one's kind of like eating the other one slowly, and it like just kind of rancids the song out. You can hear but the Green Day of, sound yeah, trying to but hold on. in. What year was this? Sorry, two thousand and eighteen. So like pretty far into Green Day, not really being a punk band anymore. Because they keep trying to look for like Yeah, but like by this time they were well on their like arena rock Oh yeah, journey. this would have been Undos Trays. Yeah. Like that, so that, so yeah. like so far beyond quote unquote punk rock. But even Green American Day. Idiot has a Green Day sound and that's late. Uh, say, I, I think that's middle. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, yeah. I'd say that's transition. Like new, brand yeah. new Green no, Day I'd say that was like the transition like from s- their punk like album five, into six their album since then. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, and, and, they, and they've been like kind of more and more arena rocky. Wasn't their then. most recent album called "The Father of All Motherfuckers"? Like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's got a crazy name. They actually seem like nice people. He yeah. seems he seems sad. To be fair, yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> Billy sad. Joe seems sad. Yeah, I. They seem like good humans. Greeny is one of those bands that I like. I I don't explicitly shit on them. I just like n- modern arena rock is not my jam. Say pop or yeah. more. So, yeah, pop not for me. Like I, I I like their earlier stuff, but once pour they kind of shifted no. to not yeah. for me. Pour and pour also, more. also no. my experience seeing them was less than ideal. So, yeah. I saw them and they just played like an hour worth of like new material and it wasn't for me. And then me and my friend were like, ah, we've had enough of this. And we left. And then like people who were there and told us about it after were like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like two songs after that, they played like 40 minutes of old music. And I was like, (laughs) they played dookie in full. Yeah. Like, (laughs) and I was like, you know, I don't even feel bad about leaving. And then for the encore, you'll never guess they played Kerplunk in full. (laughs) Ah, shit. (laughs) Then they had a second encore and they played 69,000 Slappy Hours or whatever. 1039 Smoothed Out Slappy Hours. That's the one. Yeah, I still remember. Um, So there's a band called Stomper 98 out there, and they're from Germany. Um, They are the German version of the business. They are so skinhead, it's not even funny. Uh, But they go out of their way because, you know, Germans. German and skinheads Uh, are rough. They go out of their way to be the anti-racist. And they should. Um, But it's it's the most. (laughs) That's good. If you thought what Lars Fredrickson was doing before was the most oi thing that you've heard. uh, Well, he plays guitar for them on on an album. And this is a song called. Oh, I don't know. We're Folgen den uh, Rufen, I guess. Uh, uh, I'm not we're very fucking good. then roofing. It's from 2018. We're gonna bang and then we're gonna go put a roof on that house. So, I I can't believe Lars did all this stuff in the late 2010s. But I just never knew. Yeah, he's just like doing cool stuff. 
again, like you said, though, he seems like the one who's kind of like the stuff that he does is the stuff that he wants to do. So, Very and he's not so. that worried about like putting his face on it. I feel like he's yeah. just he's happy to just play guitar on something, obviously, you know, which is cool. So he's not singing, just for the record. Pronunciation is incredible yeah. for a guy from California. Yeah, that's pretty skinny. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I think it sounds great. <laughs> like, I'll listen to more of this. Like, I'm actually, like, legitimately happy that we're listening to it. <laughs> Sweet. It sounds good. I love that for you. Je ne l'aime pas ça, c'est pas pour moi. Ah, yeah. It's yeah, not really my jam either. I had <laughs> it's good, though. Solid. Okay. <laughs> Rob's, Rob's doing got his um, Bierstein <laughs> Yeah hosen out. <laughs> I snapped my leader hose in like the yeah. bracers um, you Took your little green hat on and off So in 2019 <laughs> Little green hat <laughs> yeah, I don't know don't they have little green hats <laughs> I think that's a leprechaun <laughs> No, no, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about those like hats beer they wear. People, like a beer, beer, people. beer people. What's the beer day? Oktoberfest. <laughs> you're talking about the little Oktoberfest hat. Yeah. yeah with the leader hose in. Beer I get people. you. Beer <laughs> people. In 2019, Matt Freeman beer decided <laughs> it was time to stop mucking about with his psychobilly thing, which had been silent <laughs> since 2010. Stop decided to enter the world of heavy fucking metal. Whoa. And what type of metal Girl do you think sing. he played? Heavy fucking. He definitely played it. He's all into the motorhead type yeah. metal. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise Speed me. heavy punk mashup type thing. That's a pretty easy thing. through line. And, and it, uh, listen to it, and you'll, I think you'll wonder why he didn't think to do this sooner. Okay. I'm already pretty into this. This is pretty sweet. A little bass drill. Yeah. Oh, that's not subtle. Hey, that's a way to muppet your voice into something yeah. cool. Right? It Let me up your muppet voice. <laughs> oh, that does work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this fucking rips. This is sweet. Is he basing on this? Yeah, he's oh, basing yeah. and singing. This is pretty sweet. That's yeah. pretty cool, too, to, like, sing like Lemmy and play the bass at the same time. On yeah. to that level. Holy shit, that's he's, like, outperforming. He's singing. Crazy. It's weird to hear on a Motorhead-sounding song the bass shredding instead of the guitar, though. Yeah. Instead yeah. of where it's supposed to be, like, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's it's pretty cool. They're, cool. they're full-length. Their other, their newest full length just came out this year, 2022. Cool. I think it's their first one. Shit, I'll listen to that. Uh, me that's too. Good. Yeah. I can't believe how well it works. Yeah, it works that's awesome. so perfectly. What's that name of that? The band's called Charger. Charger. Are they still doing stuff? They Literally just, just released an album this year. That's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. So, Trouble Charger, hey. Yeah, Trouble Charger. <laughs> yeah, one in a million. <laughs> yeah. Other songs, American, American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Other songs, <laughs> producing some forty-one records or whatever he did. He's got the sick, tattoo. <laughs> sick sound. <laughs> the treble charger sound. <laughs> yeah, I think it was pretty typical no, of its time. No, the other one. Oh, oh. The, the normal charger. Oh, the normal charger. <laughs> not the treble. The bass charger. Not a yeah. charger. <laughs> the dodge charger. I'm the, I'm the bass charger. charger. That was a treble charger. Yeah. 
Uh, the last song, we, we did it. We got to the end. Yeah. That was 21 songs already, you guys. Yeah. We, we, we flew through it. Yeah. Uh, this is by violence? a band called I The Crew. Not. Did you hear of The Crew? This seems like this would have crossed yeah. your desk. Uh, I, I've, heard, I've heard of yeah, them. Motley Crew. Yeah, they're pretty Motley. <laughs> Trebled, uh, Motley I learned a bunch crew. of their songs. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of The Crew, but they're one of those things where it's sort of you see references to them, but you don't actually know what it is. So I it don't actually came know out in 2021. It is a super group formed by Tim Armstrong, again, uh, this time to fund a charity that gives musical instruments to schools. And it featured Tim Armstrong on vocals, Mike Mirror from Suicidal Tendencies on co-vocals, Matt Freeman on the bass, and Fletch and Byron from Pennywise oh. on guitar and drums. That's quite the mashup. Uh, of and the name is a reference to Seven Seconds. Mm. And the one Joey song that they put out much. is called One Voice. So let's hear it. Parody song, one voice. Curious the F to hear what Mike, Muir, and Tim are going to sound like together. That's kind of a weird mix. That guitar is Fletcher. It's, it's so Fletchy. Yeah. yeah. That guitar right there, the most Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> when he stops playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this bass guitar is so Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher likes to palm mute. Yeah, all about him like yeah. a lot. And his tone is super scooped, very metal. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those days. <laughs> Except they're all like 40, yeah. 50 year old men. It seems the lyrics seem a little it can juvenile still be for one their of those age. days when you're 50. Rob. I know. It's just like a little, it was a little teen angst, but if that's, if they're doing it for kids in school, maybe they're just like, yeah, we're going to make a song so, so, for all those kids. This is to give elementary school a bunch of saxophones. Yeah, so fuck you. you. Yeah. And fuck you too. But maybe I don't know if I can put out more music. Maybe though. though <laughs> maybe though, the deal is to get more of the Tim Armstrong signature series Fender acoustic guitars <laughs> into elementary school. Does he play? Doesn't he play a Gretsch? Yeah, but he has like a Fender oh. like Hellcat. Like he's got a little Hellcat thing on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has his, yeah, he has his own like a Tim Armstrong guitar. acoustic guitar. Um, <laughs> we are the crew. And we say, fuck you. <laughs> and then we said, fuck you, too. We are the crew. Did you just write this song? Yeah, I don't know. So Tim has two super groups right now, the Armstrongs and the crew, and they each only put out one song you each, so I don't know, man. I'm fine with calling that last one Matt just a regular group. Here too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a bunch of bros hanging out. Like, I don't know if you want to call this. Like, at what point is a super group, like, a meeting of the minds of, like, brilliant musicians, uh, or is it just a bunch of, like, bros According hanging? to Mike Park, that's never... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he also said it's not a super group. It's just a group. Yeah, it's just a group. It's just a group. Uh, that that falls into uh, just the group category. Yeah, if you ask just me. the crew. Just, just the crew. The, just crew. We did it. We also made it through. Also, the crew. How's it spelt? C R E W. Mm. Not that interesting. Mm. Love that video game. Do you? on Xbox? Yeah. I don't know. Open, all I was open world <laughs> online. I don't actually, know. 
Yeah, something like that. I just remember seeing it like on, I don't know, Game Pass or some bullshit. We're up to 2022, and we did it. We did all the side. We listened yeah, to 22 songs. I did the best I could. 22 songs for 2022. I we did the did best it. I could to come up with as much. I, I try to be as broad as possible, come up with a bunch of stuff. Um, I did enjoy Stomper 98, and I really enjoyed Charger. That's yeah, probably the one Charger I'll go back to fun. listen to. And I'm, I feel like I got to re-listen to Into Action. Or, uh, uh, Poets, uh, Life. Poets Life. So good, some good so good. stuff. So good. So uh, thanks for listening to Checkered Past. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Checkered Past Pod, or send us an email, checkeredpasspod at gmail.com. Support the pod and get bonus content, including a full-length and unedited video of this episode. Sign up for our Checkerhead Patreon at patreon.com slash checkeredpast. We also have merch available at checkeredpast.ca. This episode is uh, engineered by Joey. And edited to be determined. <laughs> to follow <laughs> along with the bracket, head over to challenge.com, C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E.com slash September. That's September with an H to see how the matchups are progressing. Uh, next week, we will have September in full swing with our first round of eliminations featuring us, the CPSC crew. So until next time, I'm Rob. Would you say we are the crew? Yep. Sussalyn. Sussalyn Matt. Joey Bastard. In the moral words of Rancid, back to Olympia.